0: Man, I have the uh, I have the uh, such an amazing honor uh, to speak to you tonight. Thank you, Zion. Thank you so much. And I don't take it lightly. I do spend a lot of time uh, when I do get asked. I do spend a lot of time in coming up with um, something to speak on that that hopefully um, you understand and that. Um, what I what I speak on tonight is is straight from God and because this this last man two months or so we've been we've been preaching on and all the guys have been talking about prayer and different different ways of how we pray um, different subjects of prayer uh, how prayer can affect our lives and today I have such an amazing opportunity to talk about, uh, about praying in faith. And, and so I was thinking about faith and we all know that we're a Christian church and we believe in Jesus Christ. We believe in, in what he did for us and we believe in God and everything that he's done for us. And we know as a church, we know the Trinity and we know that Jesus died for us so, so many years ago And I was thinking about faith and where does faith come from? And I started talking to God, right? I started talking to God and I started praying to God, right? And I was like, God, start to show me again what faith truly is. And I was holding my phone and I was reading a few scriptures, trying to get some understanding in what faith is again, right? And I started thinking about the phone, right? Started being, thinking about my smartphone. How many of us have a smartphone here? I think everybody does, right? Yeah? iPhone's the best, just kidding. Um, and how many know that this smartphone, this iPhone, if you have an Android, that's cool, but uh, <laughs> If you have a smartphone or even a tablet, we know that this thing can do trillions of different things for us, right? Uh, It could tell us when to wake up. It could tell us when to go to sleep. It could tell us when to eat, to drink. It could tell us our heart rate, you know, if you have a smartwatch. It could tell you and have you do a million different things a day. It can basically run your life for you. It's your personal assistant at the end of the day, and that's what a smartphone is. It's a personal assistant to help you, to get you connected with the world and to help you communicate with one another, right? That's what a smartphone does. But when this smartphone dies (laughs) and we don't have a power source for this smartphone, what is this? It's a worthless brick, right? Nothing we can do without a power source, without a charger, without a backup, without a battery. Right becomes a worthless paperweight at the end of the day. If it died on me right now, I'd lose all my notes and I'd really have to talk to God. God, give me the words to speak to these people tonight because I have all my notes on this phone. Right? Our lives could be a lot like this phone. If we don't daily connect ourselves to a power source, (laughs) then all all the things that we do in our lives all of our goals and aspirations, and even going to work or talking to someone, well, it's gonna be useless, right? So how often do you connect yourself to a power source? And for me, that power source is a connection to God, right? And how do we connect it with God? We speak to him, we pray to him, right? And I know we have a prayer chain that we do every day and uh, we encourage everyone um, that's on it every morning to wake up and pray, right? And we send out a text every morning saying, here's a, here's a scripture to get you started for the day of encouragement or hope. And uh, here's a daily read that you can do. And if you, if you take that time every morning to pray and read God's word, that's you getting connected with God. Now, there's a lot of us that it may be hard to do that every single day, or try to find an hour. I know we have really, really busy lives. So, for me, I wake up really early for work, and so constantly, when I wake up, I'm just talking little to God. You know, uh, somebody was mentioning that our our voices have power, and I know that I could be up here screaming right now, right, to get your attention, right? But I'm not gonna do that because there's no need to scream right now. <laughs> but when we talk to God, he just wants to know that you're, you're, you're available for him. And literally today, or actually yesterday, I'm sorry, I got a haircut and I was talking to my barber and he confirmed what I was talking about tonight, and it's crazy how God works. And this just, man, grew my faith even more. For a person like this, my barber, he had grew up in church, and um, when he was 20, he told me, he told me his testimony, he told me he he moved to L.A., he wanted to be a dancer, and uh, things didn't really pan out for him, right? And he he felt like he, he was let down, and he thought that God didn't have his back and all this, and he started partying and doing things in the world and all that, you know, and he kind of forgot about his faith, forgot about what he believed in all his life, knowing his dad was actually a pastor. He's been a pastor for 40 years now, right? And this PK kid, you know, completely forgot what faith was. Until recently, he said he just started talking to God, right, he just started talking to God and little things started happening in his life. He, his barbershop recently got broken into and he had just opened his business this past October. So it's a brand new barbershop, right? He got new doors, new, he painted everything, new flooring, new everything, right? Brand new register system. Some guy comes into the back door, kicks in the back door, literally it's a metal door and he doesn't understand how this guy was able to kick in a metal door, but he did and he stole his register and he's thankful that that day when he locked up, he decided to take the money from the register to go deposit it that night, right? So this guy that broke in, damaged, you know, $2,000 door, didn't get, with, didn't get away with nothing, just a, a box. And, and he was like, he, he recalls talking to God that day to God protect my life, protect my belongings, protect my significant other and stuff like that, Right? And for some reason, of all days, he decided to take the money home and it didn't get stolen, right? Insurance is gonna cover his door. Insurance is gonna replace his his register. But I just, man, I just, listening to him say that, I'm like, see, when you start to talk to Jesus every day, he'll, man, protect you no matter what. He will remind you to do little things that you don't normally do. And, he is still on the high ground and is not suffering from somebody stealing all the money out of his cash register. And so our connection is to God through prayer, through speaking to him, through constantly praying to him, right? But how, man, how do we really have full faith in God? Well, one of the first uh, topics I wanna talk to you about is trust. Now, what is trust? And if you have your Bibles, I want you guys to all go to Proverbs uh, chapter three. If you have your Bibles or your smartphones with your Bibles on it, uh, and let me know when you're there. You can say, I'm there. You can say, I'm amen. Whatever you want to say, just say it, that you're there. Proverbs three, verse five through six. And a lot of us know this scripture, and uh, it gets it probably gets posted up there, and um It says, Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and I'm reading the NIV version. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all your ways, submit to him and he will make your paths straight. And so when I read that and I put all everything into God, I give him everything, what am I doing? I'm giving him complete trust, right? I'm giving him my complete trust in everything that I'm doing, right? I'm not going to lean on what this person says or what this person says. I'm not going to lean on uh, my, you know, my wife for everything. She's a great piece of my rib that I love. But in the middle of us is God, right? So we both together lean on God for everything. And for the singles, just pretend you have a third leg right there and God's just walking with you, you know, and you're just using them as a cane to walk till so you find that person that you marry. Then you can have God in between both of you and holding on like this, which is gonna be amazing. So, so what's a person full of faith? Who's a person that, that trusts God and gives them complete trust to him? A person full of faith that trusts God is a praying person. Show me a praying person and I'll show you a person full of faith. So if you're in here today and you're not praying, I encourage you to start praying. And it doesn't even have to be a 20 minute prayer session. Now that's great. If you have time to spend 20 minutes or an hour or two hours in a prayer room, a prayer closet, or come here every morning to pray uh, with Pastor Danny, what time does he get here? 5 a.m., 6 a.m., something like that. If you have time to do that, then that's amazing. If you don't have that time, I encourage you to just speak to him throughout the day, little prayers here and there, just God help me get through this day. God help me while I'm driving to work. Protect my vehicle, God. God help me clear my mind during work today. God help me clear my mind during school. And it's just constantly asking him and talking to him and even letting him know what you're feeling. If you're by yourself, that's what I started doing and oh my God, it's been a miracle, honestly. I drive for a living, I'm an inspector, and I'm on the road hours a day, and I started talking to God, I'm like, God, be with my wife, God, protect the church, I don't know why that came into my head, but today, I was like, God, continue to protect our church, we have a lot of valuables in here. We've paid for them and they're paid off and it's amazing. We don't want anybody to steal them like my friend at his barber shop, you know? We don't want any break in. We don't want to have to fix something here because somebody was trying to get something, you know? And so constantly I'm just praying, God protect this place. God protect my family. Uh, God use me to speak to somebody today, whoever it is, wherever it is. Like last night with my barber, you know? He, he started talking about it. And he, he never talks about faith or God or Christianity or anything like that. And he brought that up. And it was amazing. It was an amazing time. We were both able to share our testimonies. And it was just a true awesome experience. And and what I want to address real quick before we talk more about prayer is I want to address faith. The, and I was looking up some different things. And... This quote came up to me, and I couldn't find the quotes, but who, who, read the, who wrote the quote, but it says, the prayer that we say a lot about faith, we, the prayers we pray say a lot about the faith we possess. It takes faith to pray, and faith is the foundation on which we build our knowledge of the reality of God. Man, because a lot of, when a lot of people come into the house of God, when we first get saved, we, we tell God, Jesus, I accept you. And I acknowledge now that I am a Christian, I am a, I'm a believer of, of, of who you are, of God and everything, right? And faith is the foundation on which we build our knowledge of the reality of God. And faith... Is currency okay what is currency currency is money currency is something that we exchange for something else right currency is cash currency is yen currency is pesos right on earth that's what we consider currency but in heaven currency is faith prayer is the means by which we exchange sorrow for joy and ashes for beauty. Spiritual deadness can also be exchanged for supernatural power. Amen? When when I started helping praying over people, that was the first thing that I had to relieve myself of was sorrow, right? And ask Jesus, God, give me joy. That's what I want right now. I just want joy and peace. I want to understand what all those are, right? So I started praying and God started showing me what all those things were. He started growing me, growing faith into me more. And one thing about the currency of heaven, faith, is that, guess what? In heaven, it does not inflate, amen? Because here on earth, oh my God, money is insane right now, you know? A house... Three-bedroom house right across the street is, on, is for sale, I think, for I think, 785,000 dollars. When that house was built, it cost him 24,000 dollars to build, like, I think, 60 years ago, or something like that, maybe less. And I think about inflation here on Earth, how it's just skyrocketed right now. You know, A friend of ours was, ta- was talking to me today, and he was saying, "You guys should really invest in getting a house this year. It's only going to get worse." And I'm like, I'm praying it doesn't get worse because I'm saving for a house. I wanna buy a house next year. And I'm praying that inflation goes down so that we can afford it and have a really nice house and not pay almost a million dollars for a house that costed 30 grand to build in the first place. Right? (laughs) So in heaven, currency does not inflate. When we attempt to fulfill ourselves by placing our faith in anything other than God, we always come up empty. So I encourage you to never ever replace what God has done for you, replace what God has given to you because only through him you will see heaven, amen? Only through him. So instead of praying and receiving the joy of the Lord as an outflow of our relationship with Jesus, we try to purchase joy and peace by other means. So that's when we're trying to find it in something else, right, trying to look towards someone else, trying to be influenced by someone else, um, looking, as, looking to someone as an idol. And Pastor Danny was just preaching about this, um, about, you know, idolship, and we should not be doing that. So for example, and I had to correct myself on this own very thing, and Pastor Danny just preached on it on Sunday, and I was writing this out, and I was like, okay, we're preaching the same thing. So that's a good thing, because we're <laughs> one at court. He was talking about social media and our phones and how we need to keep them down for a while sometimes, right? So one example, life becomes a social escapade after another, okay? Sometimes we may be buying much stuff on our credit card, right, that our limit will allow us, you know. If you got a $2,000 credit card, you're just spending it every month. Pay it off, spend it again. And it's not a bad thing, but that becomes a habit. And one day, what's going to happen? You're going to be like, shoot, I maxed out this credit card and I haven't been able to pay it off. Let me get another one. Let me get another credit card. Let me go to Target. Let me go to Best Buy and open up another credit card. And I've been fortunate to not get into that place in my life where I've had credit just lingering for years and I've been trying to pay it off. I haven't gone through that. Thank the Lord. Here's another example. Hanging out with friend after friend. Now, I love my friends. I love my wife more. And I love God even way more than that. But sometimes we, we may find ourselves filling our lives with shallow relationships and meaningless things. And while there may be joy, there may be happiness with these friends and with these different people that come in our lives, true joy and real peace and genuine companionship are waiting to be found by us. Through Jesus. Okay? Before we can have any type of relationship, any type of intimate relationship with anybody, with a friend, with someone that you may be falling in love with or that you may be talking to, we first need to find that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay? And, amen. But this relationship can only be initiated and not just initiated and, but it needs to be sustained by faith, okay? Now, when I want to do that, the first thing I do is pray about it. And that's, I think, one number, the number one thing that we need to do before we commit or initiate anything is pray about it first, right? But not to just sit there and pray and say, God, is this what's for, for me? and hopefully get an answer right away from God. But the number one thing that God wants us to do is humble ourselves, okay? And I was thinking about humbling myself, right? How many of us have social media? I think we all do, right? We all have either Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter nowadays. For those of you who don't, man, God bless you. And I know there's a few. <laughs> it's tough though. It's tough to not have it. And I know somebody in the very back doesn't have it, and I know he's better for it, right? But God doesn't care how many followers or subscribers you have. He really don't. When we start to think of social media or being an influencer, what you're doing is you're putting a crown on your head, okay? You're putting this crown on your head that's saying, I'm an idol, Or I'm someone that I want people to, when they see me, think of me as, wow, that person has a cool look. That person has, you know, a style, right? And because that's what Instagram and Facebook is, is a style. And I used to be like that. I used to post stuff that would look flawless together, right, that would look cool together, have a certain flow, you know, a certain color, whatever that may be, right? And I was thinking about this ring that I got recently, right? And I'm like, this is flashy, right? This is a flashy ring. I love it because it reminds me of my father. That's why I wear this ring. My dad used to have rings like this. And when I got it, the first thing I was like, man, people are gonna think I'm just flashing and showing this ring off, (laughs) right? You know, I was like, shoot. But in reality, the reason why I got it was because it reminds me of my father. Who, yes, passed away years ago. But he had a bunch of rings like this. And I, I would ask my mom and my sisters, do you guys have any of dad's rings that look like this? Like, no. I don't know what happened to them. So I bought one. And now I wear it because it reminds me of my father. So if you think it's flashy, I don't care. <laughs> and man, let's go over to Second Chronicles 7.13 real quick. Oh, shoot. Second Chronicles 7.13. And I'm gonna read out the NLT version. I like this version a lot. I don't know why. It's, it's different. And so if you have the NLT version with you, you'll be able to get what I'm going with. So Second Chronicles 7.13 says, At times I might shut up the heavens so that no rain falls or command grasshoppers to devour your crops or send plagues among you. In verse 14, it says, then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sins and restore their land. Amen. So (laughs) we need to humble ourselves when we pray. We need to forget about all the flashy things that we may have in life, all the idols that we may I hope you're not serving anybody, but if you serve them or if you look up to them, forget about all that. Take off your crown of earthly possessions, whatever that might be, and just speak to God, speak to him humbly without any distractions, without your phone, without your shoes, you know, just, just be there in the natural with him. And you will hear from the heavens. You will hear from God, and like it says, He will forgive our sins and restore the land. Now, you think of land back then, in, in these times, they always prayed for rain to to feed their crops. You know, to feed their animals, they always needed water because they didn't have they didn't have a sprinkler system or you know an you know, irrigation system to help bring water to their crops. So they prayed for rain, right? And we always hear about that they, they would always sacrifice either an animal or something to, to the gods, to God to ask for rain, right? And I think about that when, when, when they sacrifice somebody is like us sacrificing everything that we own and humbling ourselves before God. When we do that, when we humble ourselves and we pray to him, man, he's gonna bless you. With finances, he's gonna bless your body with health. He's gonna bless your relationships and whatever you ask for. In Matthew 13, 31, if you want to turn there you can real quick. Matthew 1331 through 32. Jesus was speaking and in 1331 it says, He put another parable before them saying the kingdom of heaven is like a grain of mustard seed that a, that a man took and sowed in his field. It is the smallest of all seeds, but when it has grown, it is larger than all the garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air can come and make nest in its branches. Now, Jesus speaks here as a grain of a mustard seed, right? Right? And in this parable about the seed, Jesus is sharing this important idea with us. He's speaking to them and this is him just sitting there. That's what the parables were. He was sitting there, giving them ideas, giving them knowledge. He was speaking into their lives and trying to get them to understand how to grow in life and how to live life to the fullest and have faith in him, right? So faith begins in this little seed form, okay? faith in God is planted in the soil of our hearts and cultivated by the spirit of God. So when we do get saved for that first time and for all of us that have been saved for many, many years now, when we first got saved, that little tiny seed was put in our heart, right? That's constantly growing. And we always talk about and we always hear That we need to constantly be reading our Bible, constantly growing in the things of God, serving in ministry, uh, serving his people, right? Reaching the community, reaching and, and, and saving, you know, lost souls, right? And as we do that, we continue to grow our faith, right? We continue to grow as Christians. And over time, as that seed, and as you do all these amazing works, there's a constant thing that's cultivating that seed inside your life, right? And it produces all these great things that I was talking about earlier, joy, peace, humility, fulfillment, power. And most importantly, it produces a rich quality of a godlike character in you. Okay? Faith is a source of these blessings, okay, that we're given, right? When we believe and we have faith, we're giving all these amazing things in our life. And for some that have never known Christianity, some that have never been saved before, you're like, well, I think I have joy, I think I have peace, I'm, you know, I'm pretty humble, you know. It's so different when it's in the things of God. It's so different when you are, man, in this will, this, this this tub of just God-filled spirit in your life. And prayer is the way, is the best way to get to the source of all these amazing gifts that he has already given us that we just need to go ahead and collect, right? He's, man, that's the great thing about God is he's not, (laughs) he doesn't ask us and we don't have to beg for them. They're there for us already. These gifts, these spirits, this wellness that he provides for us, it's already there. All we gotta say is, thank you, Jesus, for blessing me with it. Thank you, Jesus, for blessing me with this and that and this, right? But there are some people, and I've struggled with this too, and a lot of us have, I know, we don't feel inclined to pray because most times, prayer just looks like a little seed, right? That's not growing, maybe. And (laughs) there's nothing too thrilling about this little seed, right? Like, what's this little seed going to (sighs) do? But through the eyes of faith, we don't see our prayers for what, I don't know. For what they are when we're praying for them, only God sees those prayers, because there is a million prayers in your heart that you don't realize, but they're there, and God hears them, whether you speak them out or not, if you're in a, a committed like a relationship with Jesus Christ and God, he already knows it before, you know, it's happening, before you even think about it. And seeds grow, right? Seeds grow. We plant seeds all the time. We see people planting seeds, planting trees. And um, how do we eat our food? By people planting seeds, right? And so with great prayer, it reveals great faith, right? So when we pray great, man, God will show up even greater, right? If we pray a little bit, yeah, he's going to show up. He's going to be there no matter what. But great faith releases great prayers. So when you have great faith in God, man, you're going to be able to start speaking out to him. You're going to be able to start praying like you've never prayed before. He's going to start, man, seeking you out. And you're going to get thrown on the floor. You're gonna, God's just going to release the heavens through you. There's been so many times when we've seen preachers come up here, and you can just see that, that glow, that, man, that that like heavenly glow around this person because I know like Pastor Danny, when he comes up here, he preaches, Pastor George and everybody that preaches here, they spend time going over their message, right? We spend hours praying and going back and forth. Does this make sense? Does this not? Does this verse go with this verse? Does this verse go with my analogy or whatever it is, right? But it's all this time and prayer that we spent this great prayer so that when, like when Pastor Danny came up here on Sunday, man, God was using him, and he probably didn't realize it. But that's because he had prayed a great deal, right? And God used him to show us how awesome and how faithful He is to us. And so, instead of seeds of faith, maybe you've had—well, we'll turn this around. Maybe you had seeds, seeds of doubt. Okay. And maybe, maybe these seeds of doubt have turned into fear, right? Because fear can get planted into our heart as well, right? And so the way to get rid of that fear in your heart is to pray to God. And you know what God's going to do? He's going to grow that seed in us that's going to push away that planted fear in us. Amen. So as we pray a great faith, that seed grows and pushes all that sin, all that planted fear away from our lives. So so pray. Pray for the spirit of God to unroot that plant of fear, that plant of sin. Because anytime we sin, anytime we doubt, that gets placed in us. That gets placed in our heart. And it could stay there for a long time. Like if we've been hurt, like in a relationship, if we've been hurt from friends talking about friends, girlfriends talking about girlfriends, guys talking about guys, and you hear about it, man, it's it's like you lose trust, right? Going back to trust. You lose trust in that friendship, right? And you may think, I don't know if I can trust this person, you know, and I know there's a lot of us <laughs> that for when I'm praying, I'm praying for these, this certain thing, this certain thing. I made Like today I was praying for my finances that God would provide for an upcoming trip that we're taking. And I was praying for my mom that she's having a, a small surgery coming up. So I was praying for stuff like that. And then I don't know why, this thought of, in the back of my head of somebody that I was having an issue with comes up. And I'm like, man, I was having such a good time and you know, praying with God and being positive, right? And then this negati- negativity comes in the back of my head about a situation that I recently encountered. And I'm like, why God, why did you bring this? I was having such a good day. I was having such a good prayer time with you, right? But he, man, it's not always about the good thing, right? We always have to pray out. We always have to pray out anything that's going wrong because God doesn't want us to hold grudges in our lives. Right? I I used to have, and, and it's sad, I used to have a hate for one of my sisters because of certain things she would do as a kid, right? And it, it was dumb. It wasn't anything huge. But I would think about it, you know, and I'm like, man, why, why was I always saying I hate you because of this, these certain things or whatever? You know, as kids, you fight with your sisters and your brothers. And I was holding on to that without even realizing it. It was something that was planted in my heart from years ago, right? And I was talking to my mother about it. And she's like, you just gotta forgive her whether you tell her or not. You know what I mean? Talk to God. And sure enough, you know, God reminded me of it today. And as of today, I like forgave her you know, and I know that's literally the hardest thing we can do is to forgive somebody after hurting you for so, for so long or for something that should never happen, right, and let's go over to Matthew 17 real quick, Matthew 17 if you have your Bibles, and we're gonna go look at verses 17 through 20, it's Matthew 17, 17 through 20. It says, Jesus answered to them, O faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of him and the boy was healed instantly. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, why could we not cast it out? He said to them, because of your little faith. For truly I say to you, if you have faith like a grain of a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. And nothing will be impossible for you. So when you can truly say that you have, man, a full plate of faith on you, Instilled into you because you've constantly been praying, you've constantly been talking to God, you've constantly been doing the Lord's work. You're being a good Christian. Yeah, you're going to be able to say, "Get over here, Satan, and leave." Right? A couple months ago, uh, I think it was the first time I spoke up here, or the second, maybe. God was speaking to me, and He was telling me someone needs prayer, and we prayed for that person. She's been healed ever since, I believe, right? Yeah, Amen. Yep. She's here. She confirmed it. Right? And I don't think I would have heard that if I wasn't in prayer as much as I was, you know, that day. And that day, man, the devil was trying to attack me. Right? Because he knew I was going to come up here to preach. Right? He knew I was coming up here to speak that day. And... I don't know what happened. Jesus took over and and I prayed right before we came up and I don't remember who prayed, but I just remember, man, everything that the devil was trying to do completely left, completely out of my heart, out of my mind, didn't think anything of it. and All I could focus on was just worship, right? And then God spoke to me and said, you need to heal this person. I don't know who it is, they're gonna come up. And she was healed, right? And I moved this mountain to that mountain. Moved it out of the way. And I still thank God every day for it, right? And in Mark eleven twenty three, 23, it says, Tru, truly I say to you, and this basically goes hand in hand with exactly what he said in Matthew. Whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown it into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. You just have to have the faith. You have to constantly be praying in faith, constantly talking to Jesus. Because anytime you ask him to do something, oh, he's gonna do it right away. And you're gonna see results like that. And so I encourage you, in Hebrews eleven six, six, it says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists. Now, we all believe that our God exists, right? That Jesus died on the cross for us. He sent his amazing son for us, right? And when we know that he exists and we see those things happening, he rewards us. Now, who likes to be rewarded, right? I like to be rewarded. And, and I'm praying, constantly praying that God... And it's it's not it's not boasting because he sees what you're doing for him it's God saying God I just did this for you God I did that for you and and saying thank you God for letting me do it for you and that's what we one the biggest thing we're trying to establish here at Remnant Whittier is honoring our God okay so When we pray in faith and we see a miracle happen, we see our finances getting taken care of, we see relationships being brought back together, we need to honor our God for doing that because it's not by our might, it's not us, it's him that's doing this for us, right? Your mind matters. Your mind matters, okay? Jesus, man, I, I had, Gabby made me this shirt and you've seen it everywhere. I, I don't know if I have the only black one like this, but I had her make this for me and I was like, I'm going to wear it tonight. And I was like, normally wear a nice button up, whatever, you look nice up here. But this is a statement. Yes. Your mind matters. Yes. It's okay to not be Okay. And you're like, what? It's okay not to be okay. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, it's okay to not be okay. My mind matters, right? Because God has already taken care of it. Whatever your mind is going through, if you're dealing with hurt and you can't stop thinking about it, Know that God, man, truly cares about your mind. And this side over here says, you are human. Okay? We are all human. There's nothing wrong with being hurt. Okay? We all have to go through it. We all have to be hurt sometimes. And if you, if you think that you're perfect and you think you've never been hurt before then you're, you're, yeah, you're lying because <laughs> everyone's been hurt. Everyone has gone through something. Even if you're a kid, even if you're still a young adult and you haven't been through a serious relationship or you haven't lost a family member, um, which I think everyone has, and we know that hurts. Remember that you are human and God wants us to experience these things so that we can in turn, going back to what we preached about a couple months ago, our testimony, right, we're able to share our faith with new believers, with people that don't know faith, you know, my barber yesterday, I told him, look, man, he's like, because he's looking at me, he's like, you lost so much weight, you look good, you're healthy, I I could tell you're blessed financially and all this stuff, and I'm like, it may look like that, I still struggle, you know, and... (laughs) He's like, really? I'm like, yeah, I struggle all the time and no one's perfect. He's like, never be perfect. He's like, you look like you have a perfect life. You have an amazing life and stuff like that, right? And I'm like, yeah, but of course we still struggle together as well. And we are human. I told him, if, you, <laughs> if, if you're trying to be perfect, and it's, it's never going to happen until you, till you're in heaven. And we started talking about the rapture. And I don't know why this came up, but we started talking about the rapture. And a friend of ours who's in the house tonight, he tweeted something about rapture and everything going on in the world, right? And I was like, that is kind of confirmation that the rapture is coming soon. It is coming, you know. Who knows? (laughs) Amen. I can't wait to be with God, you know. And I know it's going to happen one day. I don't know if it's going to happen tomorrow. It could happen tomorrow. It could happen right now. Like that, you know. And do we have everything in our lives connected with God? Do we have our faith in us blown out of our chest? We we could, you know. I, I, I think of this very special person in our church that, man, every time I think of them, it's like, All they are is literally faith. They're just like (laughs) a human being, person of faith, just walking around the city of Whittier and our church, right? He's always reading his Bible. He's always preaching the word of God, always stopping and talking to people that probably don't know God. And I see him as a perfect example of someone that's walking around as a piece of faith that God is using, a vessel, Right, And it encourages me so much to see that this guy could have such a heart full of, of faith, this seed that's just constantly sprouting this new, you know, thing of faith in his life. And it encourages me so much because I want to be like that. I want to be walking around being able to, to talk to people and let them know how awesome our God is. And that's how we should want to be. So I encourage you one last time. When you pray, pay, pray with great faith, knowing that God is already taking care of your prayer before you even prayed it, right?